Hello. Hello, Merlin. How are you doing this? Fine. I am fine, Dan. You sound very subdued. Subdued. I'm trying to be not too. Less than a dude. You're subdued. Well, that's, I mean, I, I accept that. I can accept that. It's an ethos. It's at least it it's going? an ethos. How's it going? It's going all right here in uh, Austin, Texas. How's it way up there in uh, in California, in San Francisco? Oh, you know. Um, hmm. Hey, let me ask hey. you a question. Is that a 365? No, this one is a, uh, what is this one? Waterloo. Oh, it's yeah. a Waterloo brand. I don't know what I like is. their grape. Um, I, uh, I've recently <laughs> discovered 365. It's Salsa. good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Woof. I have so many photos I want to send you. One yeah. of them is a photo of the display of 365 sparkling water mm. at our local Whole Foods. I'd love to see that. That would be <clears throat> remarkable. This- Okay. Okay. Cause, cause you know, the thing is I'm always, I'm always struggling, you know, cause I always gotta, I gotta get, I gotta, as you like to say, I like to source, source, I gotta source my water. Mm, yeah. And the thing is people don't like delivering water. They don't? I think, you know, there's that rule of, not a rule of thumb. I think it's, it's a truism, at least as far as I know that like at a grocery store or similar a retail outlet, but especially I think grocery stores made this famous, right. you want to get your maximum dollars per square foot. And this is why there's so many gift card and caps. Because yeah. that's yeah. pure profit. You know what I'm saying, Dan? I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they, I know what you're talking about. Well, they, they, you know, nobody wants to carry water, you know? And, yeah. and so if you order it through the Amazon.com uh, app, you, uh, they'll, I, I, I'm often limited to two of those for a delivery. And I don't love that delivery thing anyway. Um, and so, you know, they don't want to carry much water. I don't think there's any money in it. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of, as you say, heavy lifting. Yeah, I do say that. Um, you know, the more important photo I should send you, and I, I, I apologize if there's anybody out there who listens to any of the other programs that I record, but it's, it's important to me that I send you a photo right. of what, this is what the street, can I text this to you? Is that all right? Please, always. Okay. I just um, wait for your text. I just hope they come. Mm. Um, where are you? You're in here somewhere. Where's your little face? I don't know. Find it because it's a cute face to click on. I've been told. All right. Um, I'm going to type. I'm typing to Dan. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you are. I think that's you. Oh, no, it's not. I'm right here. I'm right here. I know, but you've got so many different ways to be contacted. I'm going to try sending it to this and I don't know if it'll work. Um, but, um, but you know, there's, I don't know if you're aware of this. They've been doing some street work of various kinds. I think I just sent that. If you didn't get it, let me know. Sending, sending, sending. So they're doing a lot of street work, and you know, I figured they were pretty far along with the progress. They, like I mentioned a long time ago, it's mm. a two-year project and whatnot. Did you get a photo from me? Just arrived. That's what. Whoa! That's what the, my gosh! That's what the street looks like. Wow! Oh my god! Crazy? Are cars going up and down that? I mean, I. The thing is, if you're determined. I think, or you have a monster truck or, <laughs> I mean, is there space on either side? That's like letting you. Yeah. I mean, there's easements. <laughs> they're, they're doing their best, but if you do hear, uh, incredibly disruptive things outside, it's actually, it's getting worse. And they say it'll get worse before it gets better is what they say. What happened to that tree? I don't know. Did I don't you do zoom that? In photos. I don't zoom in. I zoom way in. I'm reading the little signs. Oh, that tree. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They just had to cut parts off, I guess. As we age, you know, it's all like pruning, <laughs> right? You just you get to a certain point, like, well, we'll take that off. Yeah, I've been I've been getting into plants. I have to do a lot of pruning because I'm really bad at it. There's a lot to prune, but um, 
what's funny, they've been doing this for years. Uh, every yeah. time I see the name of that construction company is uh, NTK. Yeah. Of course, every time I think of that, I think of the great Danny O'Brien. And one of the, one of the OG good newsletters uh, needs to know. So every time I see NTK, I think of Danny O'Brien. All the ways I've failed him in life. Look at all that. But you really, you really need to want to tear up a road to do this. I mean, that's a lot of work goes into that. Mm-hmm. A lot of time to tear. So what are they, are they putting a new Well, I like, showed this to, to our friend John Roderick yesterday, and I speculated. He said, what are they looking for? Because <laughs> it does kind of look like. <laughs> yeah. You know what it reminds me a little bit of is the beginning of The Omen, you know, where they're looking for, uh, you know, uh, the Casco of Amontillado or whatever. Right, sure. But, my speculation, it's probably either The Lost City of Atlantis or perhaps Curly's Gold. Oh, Curly's Gold. Yeah. Um, so that's going on. But somewhere in here, I'll find my myself. Now, can I ask you a, uh, what I think might be a relevant question this week? Oh, uh, yes. I heard it's hot in Texas. <laughs> is that is that You're in Texas, right? I am in Texas. Is it hot where you are? It is. Um, you know, they have a regular temperature and then they have a feels like. And oh, that's how they get you. The yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. feels like is a temperature that's usually here a lot higher, not a lot lower. I mean, some places maybe it's lower. This is owing to things like humidity. Humidity, I suppose. Wind maybe comes into, but I feel like in Texas, what about the dew point, Dan, is it, what is it, does it involve the dew point? Because we call it the, d- the dew dew point. Okay, uh, but here in Texas, the ground is stone, like it's solid stone, like there's not soil. It's just, you dig, you know, in Florida, you dig down a foot and you hit water and it will yep, fill up a little hole. You do here and you hit sand. It's all sand. Dude, there and it's sand. I'm here it's, a giant truck rumbling. I do and I like it. <laughs> okay. You know, there are podcasters, Merlin, who would try to edit this out. They would use Adobe Audition and tools that they paid for yeah, to try to liars. And I like that. I feel like this is an NPR. This is a, you know, this is a National Geographic special from my standpoint. I'm not trying to fool anybody. So if you I mean, look I, at this right here, it says feels like. So right now the temperature okay. is 97. Feels ah, like. Really? The regular temperature is 97? Yes. Ah. And feels like is 104. Ugh. Uh, humidity 45. Dew point Dew 70. Point. And it says the UV index is extreme. Hmm. He does like six skateboard moves. And the weird thing is here in Texas, it gets warmer into the evening. I'm, mm-hmm. I was very much used to like Pennsylvania and Florida where the high heat of the day would usually be between 1 and 3 p.m. It's also when, I remember this from childhood, like when going to Clearwater Beach. Yeah. If you're going to go to the beach in the yes. summer. Clearwater Beach, such a beautiful beach. I hate Been beaches. There. Love it. But, you know, but whatever. It's my family like to go, so I had to go. You had to. And um, they would always say, you know, and you understand, these kids today, you can't tell these kids they've grown up slathered with SPF. They would right. just put put us out there, some kind of a way to test our metal, I guess. They just put us out there all day, you know? <laughs> See if you make it. <laughs> Today I watched a YouTube video of a guy making something called Damascus steel. I don't know what that is. It's from Syria, I guess. Um, but he, but, but he, and, and what you do is you, you, he was using hacksaw blades and he solders them together and then you squeeze it in, in this big hot heat thing. And then it squeezes out all the impurities. And I think that's what Florida was. Although, it was really, it's just impurities at this point. All the Damascus has left Florida. But, but it's just, just miserable. And what they'd say was, if you're going to go to the beach, you go early. First, you get a better spot. Hmm. Life hack, Danny. And then also, you um, you got to really slather on the sun stuff. Especially if you're like me. I'm a very fair and balanced uh, skin tone. 
So I, I got to really, you know, p- put that on. But the burns, am I right, Dan? The, the burns, 10 or 11? Get ready, here comes the burns. Burns, and you just have the sheets of skin just sliding off. I had that one day. You know, I've had a lot of sunburns. Yeah. I mean, like, a lot. And one day in 1981, my terrible family, not my good family, but my terrible family and my good family, one day we'd gone to the beach, and the next day we went to Adventure Island, Mm, which is a water park. Love it. Oh, wait, you've been there? Yes. Oh, man, that place was a big deal when it opened. It was so wise. Uh, we didn't know from wave pools back then. No, this was a brand new thing. And this is one of those water slides. Do you, did again. you ever get yeah. to South Florida Six Flags Atlantis? It was the no, same same kind no, of thing. No, no, I watch... I, God, I miss the golden age of theme parks. But you, um, I spent an entire day at Adventure Island already with a sunburn. No shirt. Adventure Island all day. It's the second worst sunburn I ever, yeah. ever had. And my skin, it was at least like a second degree burn. Like my skin turned white and moved. Yeah. I should probably be monitored at this point, but I don't trust doctors. So I'll take my chances. Right. You can play this at my memorial if anyone comes. <laughs> but they won't. No. No, it's going to be like Amadeus. They're just going to throw me on the pile with some lime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bum, 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 bum. He's dead now. 95, <laughs> precipitation zero. Humidity 47 you got. Wind at nine. Mm. I don't know if that's a, a hyperlocal forecast. Um, how are you doing with that? It must be just unbearable just to like even walk from your car into the Whole Foods. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to, but you got to. Why? Because oh, you need to you get, get food. You got to get through, like this display picture you sent me. Person's got to eat. That. Yeah, yeah, eat. yeah. So we had gone. Now, are we? This is at our mall near here. And. Um, Long story short, they, they put in a whole, big Whole Foods there. And I think it's a modern Whole Foods. So they have a place where you can go and do your Amazon returns, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And I went with my lady friend to pick up an order. And uh, I saw this and I thought to myself, huh, I think the universe, as you say, is trying to tell me something. They're saying you can get 365. Because here's the thing. Every sparkling water, or as you say, seltzer, that I enjoy, I think I'm driving all these people out of business. I think I'm a problem. I know I'm a problem. Mm -hmm. And I I think like Canada Dry. Canada Dry is my favorite sparkling water, and you just can't get any more, which is weird, because I feel like I was almost single-handedly keeping Canada alive with that. (laughs) The whole country. It's a big country. Yeah. I mean, you drive across that country, that's a lot of driving. Saskatchewan, um, Saskatoon, Neil Young. It's It's like a lot of different countries all in one, isn't it? It ought to be probably balkanized. <laughs> is that the thing where you apply rubber to it? What is that? That's Vul- That's vulcanized. Vulcanized. Well, live long and perspire. <laughs> that's right. Ooh. I don't vulcanized feel great about is that. some kind of. It says it's a range. Okay, this. Is, oh, hang on. This is interesting. No, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm, vulcanization is a range okay. of processes for hardening rubbers. There you go. Okay. The term originally referred exclusively to the treatment of natural rubber with sulfur, which remains the most I common I was never practice. a big fan of those, but if I did have to use one, I'd like them to be a little more supple. Yeah. Yeah, hard rubber is not going to do it for me. You know curing what I'm saying? Curing of elastomers, Merlin. Excuse me? Yeah, that's what vulcanization is. It's the curing of elastomers. That sounds like something from, you wouldn't know this, but it sounds like something from the New Testament. It's before my time. Eh, it sounds like something from the, the book of Luke. Luke was a doctor, you know. He's a, he's a Bible did, I, doctor. I did not know that. Bible doctor. That's like being a doctor in Florida. Man, Florida. Isn't Florida crazy? Florida is all whacked out, man. I'm terrified. <clears> to go <throat> to Who wants to even go there? Well, I'm going to have to at some point. Why? You got the fam? Well, unless my mom decides to die somewhere else. Oh. 
Yeah, you think I don't think about that? That's going to be very inconvenient. And, you know, because, you know, two-thirds of our family is not allowed to exist there. Or one-third, technically one-third. Now, the lizard's fine, but... So, anyway, I hope you... Are you setting up fans or anything? What do you do? You You got air conditioning in your home, right? That's the thing is you always hear about, like, heat waves striking cities and how people are, you know, dying and being hospitalized. And we're... We are very, very, very well set up for that kind of thing. We're not... You you personally or the city writ large? Both. I mean, everybody in places like Texas and I suppose Florida was the same way. But don't they have the electric sometimes in Texas? Was that a thing? Um... I've heard about that happening. Did you in, stress the grid? Well, I mean, it certainly stresses the grid if everybody has their air running and it's 107 degrees. But we're set up in such a way that the grid system here can is designed for that. It's designed for it. It doesn't always work, but so I have what never. What happened? Was, was it when it was cold? So remember cold. that happened a couple years ago? Was because it was cold? The snowpocalypse. And the, what what mm. had happened with that is that That's the a revelation. The state had failed. To Filthy. achieve, yes, and oh. they uh, oh. instead what of winterizing all of their stuff, mm. they did not winterize all of their stuff. They're well summarized. Wow, summarized but not winterized. Well summarized but not. Yeah. And also, there had been some kind of they had had some under maintenance, and a whole bunch of things happened one thing after another. It was like a cascade of problems, but it all related to the cold. We're not Texas, but Austin. We are not set up for the cold at all but for the right, heat right, right. we got that we got that pretty much i i, I end up talking to people about this I, I think there's a thing that happens and it's kind of just a funny internet thing people do i guess but like any anytime something well, let's say there's wherever one lives and let's just say in the continental united states i don't count the other two um but you you live somewhere in the continental united states where you're used to a lot of a thing mm-hmm. and i think a good example of this would be you live in, say, Florida, where it rains, at least when I lived there, it rained pretty much every afternoon in the summer, but especially July and August. You live in somewhere like Minneapolis, St. Paul, you're used to the snow. You don't like it, but you're used to it. But there's an infrastructure for all of those things, right? And I think it's a little frustrating when people go, ah, it rained, it rained in California, and now everybody's melting down. Doesn't anybody right. know how to drive? Well, nobody knows how to drive, no. including you, right. the listener with all respect, but, but, but it's like, it's so, it's so callow to, to do that. Like, ah, it's like, well, yeah, but like, that's, that's, I mean, you get the infrastructure you've got, uh, you know, probably hasn't been kept up second, but first it was never designed for that. It wasn't designed for these extreme conditions. It wasn't designed for all these things. And to me, that's like yelling at a pregnant lady because she's cold. It's like, can't somebody just be cold? And, and was that, you mean, be a cold. Dick about it? They want to be cold. Well, let people be cold. Be cold. Um, yeah. What was saying. the other thing I was going to say? Maybe about Florida. Yeah, there's a lot going on. A lot going on. Well, I hope it. I hope you survive it all. I hope everybody's okay there. Did you read about those two people hiking from, from Florida? People from Orlando, from your adopted from my uh, old uh, stomping grounds. Your old stomping grounds from no. the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Those the the uh, a fella and, and his stepson. Did you read about that? No, what happened to him? Well, my, I learned about it because my wife looks at something I call sad Twitter. So she tells me all the sad things that happened today. Mm. And yeah, it was like a hundred, it was in like, it was like a heat bowl or a, or a hot cap or something. There's something going on in, in part of Texas. I don't follow the trades, but it was something like 116 degrees and they were out hiking. Oh, bad idea. Well, yeah. And it's, I think it's, yeah, that's what took them out as far as we know. Did they die or is that what you're oh, saying? Oh, the to- the toads died. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. 
And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna look it up, but that's no, I horrible. Know. I hate that. Um, and what did I have to share share with you? We haven't visited in a little while. Well, I figured mm. we could play some catch up. I have a handful of small items, like little stones, that I can bring to you today. Little little, little pebbles that you want to toss into the pond and see what kind of ripples they make. Yeah, David Allen says you want to have mine like water. Uh, right, because then you can assume the shape of the container you're in. Bruce right. Lee said like that. Wonder Twin Powers, activate. Shape of an ice monkey. What was the point of those guys? The worst. I don't know. I mean, there's a, I think there's a tradition of like, you know, strap on twins. <laughs> Title. <laughs> Bolt on, you know, you, you get like a Cousin <laughs> Oliver. I think uh-huh. Cousin Oliver is kind of considered the classic, right? Do you know that yeah. reference? Uh, Cousin Oliver? So Brady Bunch comes along. It was on for, I think, four seasons. And, that's, you know, well, that's when they add, isn't that when they add a kid to a show that's Robbie not necessary Rist. or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. And, um, you know, and I think sometimes you add twins to stuff. Like Zan and Jaina, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Now, I what about so. those Pokemon twins with, uh, with um, Meow Meow? Is, aren't there Pokemon twins that have like a... a the brother a, and sister, right? Yeah. I like think that. so. They're both really cute. And I think they have a cat who's an agent of chaos. I didn't catch the reference. We were at a wedding this weekend in New York of all places. And I didn't catch the reference to what they were talking about. I felt a little bit out of it. But I think it's Meow Meow Meow. meow? That's Thor's hammer, right? I think so. You know, just let pregnant ladies be cold. And don't give them advice. Stop giving advice to pregnant women. That's my advice to you. Unless you're pregnant, in which case I I apologize in retrospect. But we can talk about whatever you want. I'm I'm ready to go anywhere. Is there anything anything on your mind grapes right now? We got your your smart home. We got your heat. What's what's got you excited right now, Dan? It's got me excited. I don't know. Just try some some days, Merlin. I just feel like it's good enough just to get through the day, you know? Oh, just keep You know what I'm saying? I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of self-hypnosis tapes at this point. Yeah, what's going on with those? Oh, it's, some of them are terrific. Yeah. I've got, well, I've got one I'm very cleft on, too, right now. It's helping me a lot. Yeah. What's it called? Yeah. What is it? Oh, um, well, are, are you, I, it's a bit. If, if, even if it's a bit, I don't care. There's this guy who I think might be from Australia. Mm-hmm on youtube and he does these relaxation things and and dan you and i we've covered this before i think it is wholesome to distinguish between several things that can be very good but Mm. are different things Mm. i think we oughtn't call relaxation self-hypnosis and meditation Mm. i mean most most mindfulness meditation let alone zen meditation Mm. i ain't gonna do no zen meditation that is the opposite of relaxing or chocolate it's very intense. That. Zen is very, there's a it's lot of rules. Very, yeah, and they, they make you kneel on rice. That's what they did to the guy who used to run Twitter. Mindfulness meditation, you're like, cool, I'm just going to observe. Just, you know, observe. And, and these things, but it's in my Zen, head, it's like, you will sit like this. Right. You know? Mindfulness right. is like, oh, I'm not sitting right. Zen huh. sounds a little bit like, almost like Paris Island or something. <laughs> like you've got uh-huh. your own personal yogi. First of all, you said Paris Hilton. Did I say that? I might have said that. It sounded like that. It's a Four Seasons now (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, in Paris. Anyway, the George Sank. But um, the... um, And and they are adjacent, right? There's a Venn diagram where this makes total sense. But I think if if you're somebody like me who's had apps that play a bell... Or you've got relaxation things, or you know, orthogonal also go to go to sleep things. And there's there can be some overlap. I think it's difficult for a novice 
meditator, mm. regardless of your practice, to get into it if you aren't aware that your racy mind and unrelaxed body and emotions are right. part of the process. Yeah. This is something I addressed in something I call the, the Wisdom Project, where it's my, it's my belief as a novice everything that when you do meditation, I think most of us who haven't received formal training in that, and even if you get formal training, I don't know, you could, does Gil Fransdahl tell you that meditation is ultimately a jam up? Because it's a beautiful jam up. Wow, I'm on fire today. You're on fire. I, a beautiful jam. I don't know if he said that. I'm going to write it down anyway. Gil Fransdahl. I could kick that guy's ass. You're close enough that you could do that. I don't, think he'd, fight, I don't think he'd fight you back. I think no, they like, have a nice target down there. Beautiful. Redwood City? Redwood City, yeah, I think so. Redwood City, How San Mateo. How far is that oh, yeah. from you? That's a stroll. I can't say for OPSEC reasons, but yeah. it's, it's, it's down the El Camino Real. I mean, is that, is that a... Spanish like a, for the real road. Is it like an hour? Oh, goodness. It depends on the traffic. Do you take yeah. 280? Do you take 101? Uh, spoiler alert, t- always take 280. Yeah. Um, it's so much prettier. Um, be- would I say beautiful jam up? Okay. Uh, I have written down a beautiful jam up. Oh, that's that Russell Crowe movie with uh, Vision. There is an element of relaxation, but I, there, and I'm not trying to browbeat anybody, but no. I like the Wisdom Project itself. This is, this is a thing that I, please read the beginning of it, where I say that this is really just things that are difficult that I had to learn that might be useful to you. I'm not, I don't mean to be browbeating anybody unless they're stupid. It's, it's case, like you learned something and now you want to give back. Well, I'm not going to give safe that to much. Say? I mean, it's free to use. It's under a Creative Commons license. I'm going to wisdom.limo, and um, I will find what I said, because I like this. I said, when you first try to meditate, it'll feel like you're doing it wrong and that you're, you're terrible at it. I could probably write this better. When you first try to meditate, you, it'll feel like you're doing it wrong and are terrible at it. And eventually, I'd love you to check me on this. I said, eventually, you'll figure out that being terrible at meditation and feeling like you're doing it wrong is kind of the whole point of meditation. In truth, as long as you keep getting back to your practice, you are actually great at meditation and you are doing very well at it. Because isn't that some aspect of... Yeah, I think that's you know, exactly right. Not, I mean, kind, that's kind of an element of mindfulness, is yeah. the, like, the developing a sense of all the things racing around in your mind, developing, is distance the right word? An ability to look at it, you know, and, but not feel swept away by it. Right. But if we always stop at, well, no, I'm relaxed. I'm done meditating. Well, that's, that's, that's no good. This guy, I think his name's Michael Seeley. I will find this for notes. Do, do, we, have, do we have a sponsor visiting us today? I don't think so. we have one yeah. today. We can do whatever you want to do. Okay. Um, is that you... So he does these relaxation things, and I think they're really good. And he has a couple in particular. That, boy, he's he knows me. He's got one that's like a, 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 a go-to-sleep self-hypnosis relaxation thing that is for people with a overactive mind, hmm. like a racing mind. Monkey mind, as they say. Monkey mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that ever something anybody said, or is that that's probably a, a more modern coinage? I first heard it no, from... No, that's actually quite... Um, quite an old um, Buddhist thing as far as I know. Uh, I think it comes, it's a, originally the concept is Chinese maybe? Uh, yeah, probably. Hold on, I'm looking or, this up. Could be Indian. Yeah, okay. It says, in addition to Buddhist writings, including Chan or Zen, Consciousness Only, Pure Land, and Shingon, 
The monkey mind psychological metaphor was adopted in Taoism, Neo-Confucianism, poetry, drama, and literature. Monkey mind occurs in two reversible four-character idioms, blah, blah. But basically, it, it means when your mind is going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. Well, and if I may say, um, and you may be aware of it, right? You may be aware that it exists, and it might be, in, in my case, it, it's, 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 it's a bet noir for me. Like, it's just something I'm like, oh, always dealing with is, is monkey mind. But I think the part that I found, find so interesting about that idea is like being aware of it. Mm. And one thing this guy does in this meditation I'll eventually talk about, or this, excuse me, self-hypnosis thing, is that like to have it be okay, mm -hmm. right? It's a, a thing that people like me with anxiety, uh, I think an anti-pattern for people mm -hmm. with anxiety is thinking that you can push it away, to think you can reject it, that you can think yourself out of it and all of these things. And another approach is that feels very counterintuitive to what we might call the left brain part of us is like, yeah, but like, what if it's okay? What if right. it's okay for your your mind to be racing around? Yeah. I feel like I first heard about heard that phrase from a, a book that I love and I mentioned before, which is called Writing Down the Bones by Natalie Goldberg, a really good book about writing that I think is very valuable. And I think that's when that's might be where I first heard about Monkey Mind. Mm -hmm. So this this Michael Seeley fella, who I, I think might be from Australia, don't hold it against him is that he he kind of walks you through this like you're getting you know, it's not like ooh you're getting sleepy <laughs> but it is a very gentle way to say like okay you're, you're ready for bed so like that that's this is time for that it's time for going to sleep right which sounds facile unless you're me and i need to be reminded you know there's so many things that when i'm going to sleep and i'm feeling a little bit anxious or a mm -hmm. lot anxious mm -hmm. there's so many things that this is not the time for I'm going to give you a couple. Here's, here's a big one. This is not the, the time to solve everything. It, it could be argued, I think, it's not really the time to solve anything. If you absolve yourself of the need to think you have to solve all of the monkey mind things that are jumping around, that can be a little bit freeing. And at one point, he's actually, I, the progression of how he moves through this, and this is a long, this is about an hour long, mm -hmm. and um, I rarely make it to the end, but... He kind of says, like, you know, and right now, if, you, if your mind's jumping around, well, that's why you're here, right? Like, you're watching this YouTube video, in this case, which I ripped into Overcast. But, you know, if you're jumping up and down, like, have that be okay. And, like, that's really good practice for right. life. Yeah. It's like, what if, what if, because if you have a mind like mine, it feels like you have to solve everything. It feels like you have to prepare for everything because you don't want to feel those bad feelings. No. And you don't want to, right? I mean, kind of, right? Yeah, absolutely. Walks you through that. And this progression, though, of like a little bit of breathing stuff. Yeah. But real slow. And a funny thing happens, which is like, and I've learned this using a blood oximeter. Right. I think I've mentioned here before. Blood oximeter, which I got before COVID, but continue to use. Uh -huh. I, use I have COVID one of those. Yeah. Mine, I wish it had a better display on it. But one thing it does that's really cool is it shows you the number of breaths per minute. Oh, really? That's yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I found a, a secret menu item, which is that you, you can't, if you're an anxious person, you know, if you have success with this Hakuna Matata, right. I don't find it successful to try and yell down the way that I feel, what, what I am, as you say, experiencing. I think yelling that stuff down is, you know, it's like serenity now. 
you know, mm. starting now asylum later or whatever Lloyd Braun says. It, what if you made it okay that those are feelings? And, and and in my parlance, which I've probably stolen from half a dozen people, right. like, well, P- Pima Chodron, who you love, right? Yeah. She says, you're the sky, remember, you're the sky, not the weather. But incredibly powerful thought technology. You're the sky, not the weather. The weather moves ac- across and through and around you, but it does, doesn't have to change the sky. You don't have to be or, you know, you don't have to inhabit how you feel. Right. That is optional, but it is up to you to become aware of that and then to find, find some kind of a handle into bringing down that, 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 that terrible, terrible feeling of, of feeling sort of overwhelmed with all the things that aren't fixed in your life and all the things you've done wrong, et cetera. And I think he does a really nice job in this of walking you through that and, and developing a little bit of um, detachment from it. And then um, it goes further into like, so now you suddenly you find yourself, oh, sorry, back to the block seminar. I realize that if I focus, I'm not going to, how do I make my heart beat less? Yeah. How do you do that? You're going to calm I mean, yourself down, chill out. Well, but what is the, like, maybe you have a method for this that you've practiced, but in my experience, the heart, your heartbeat is often a, it can be a trailing or leading indicator. I remember mm. well, probably Robert Robert Reich. I probably for hers for first start say like this is a trailing in, a, economic indicator, right? This is a leading economic indicator. Right. You can tell things about the economy when uh, a leading economic indicator. When this kind of thing happens, the f- next kind of thing tends to happen with the economy. A trailing economic indicator is where you have seen something happen, which indicates that something has already happened. Housing starts. How how much are people buying stuff at Home Depot? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, loan applications. There's all those kinds of things that are detritus, flotsam, ephemera of the way the economy works. And I think emotions and our interior world can be like that, too. If you have anxiety, like I do... Uh, there's a leading economic indicator. Let's let's talk about the heart. Well, my heart's beating fast. This is a big realization uh, for me, like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Is my heart beating fast because I'm anxious, or am I anxious because my heart's beating heart, fast? Right, because you respond to physical stimuli as well. Like if you drink yes. a whole bunch of coffee or caffeine, or uh, I suppose if you have nicotine or whatever, and it makes your heart beat faster, yes, you're gonna say my my heart's beating faster, and then you get anxious. As a result of that, and if you are a person with anxiety like me, you're going to tend to start scanning the horizon. My heart's beating fast, so I better find out what's up because I need to feel a a word that becomes so instrumental in understanding this. I need to feel safe. Why can't you sleep right now? Well, you know what? Can I postulate the one reason you maybe can't sleep right now is so simple is that you don't feel safe. Right. You don't feel like this is the time to not solve problems. You don't feel like this is the time. You know what I mean? Like, and. That's those kinds of thought technologies, as facile or obvious as they seem, can be really helpful. But here's the thing: Hey, you over there, um, make your heartbeat slower. Uh, okay. How? Well, just just do it. You know, right? Just just go make your heartbeat. I don't have a way to do that. There's ways where I can. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna trick my mind into you know not being how it is. But here is a funny thing with that blood oximeter, oddly enough. Or you can just do this with counting, but. Well, this is a really fine distinction, but it's so important. Um, it tells me how many breaths per minute I'm doing right now, uh-huh. right? So like with this ter- the terrible app that works with my Massimo blood oximeter, I see, I see heart rate, 
I see, you know, BPMs for heartbeat. I see, um, what are the big three? But one of them is breaths per minute. So every few seconds it updates with how many breaths per minute. And for me, that's, I don't know, something usually like 16 to 22 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I don't know if this is scientifically accurate, but it's anecdotally powerful to me. What if instead of trying to, quote, relax, uh, mm. go relax, mm -hmm. like you're knocking down a door, uh, uh, reduce your heartbeat. You know what I do have control over? Mm. Breast per minute. And the way that I, the, the mindfulness or the intentionality of how I approach that is important. I'm not trying to knock down a door. This is why I like a phrase that I've come to really appreciate is don't make yourself, find yourself. Find yourself breathing a little bit more deeply and breathing a little bit more slowly, which is a thing that I know how to do. Now, if you're just starting with meditation, you're like, oh, I got to breathe. You breathe big in, box, box right. breathing. Am I doing box breathing right? Am I doing, I'm doing all these things. And it's like, no, what if instead you were the person observing how you're breathing? What if to start with, you were noticing your breathing without feeling like you had to change it? That's a pretty good start. Mm-hmm. Then, well, that's the, that's the whole point of the issue is, is you're not trying to change it or control it or be different. You might just sit there and say, oh, I'm, I'm breathing and that, and quickly. That's my, when you say that's mindfulness in some ways? It's the it is, it is not the definition. Changing. It's the noticing. It's the observation. It's saying my, my breathing is fast right now. That's, and, and sometimes right. you have to say, and this is, we can thank Gil for this one. He would say that's a completely normal thing for a human being to feel. You well, know, like, like pretty is, much anything that you feel in meditation is fine. Anything that you I, think in I, meditation I, is fine. I 100% agree. <laughs> I, I heard a wonderful a podcast interview with a, a woman talking about this stuff adjacent to the world of trauma. And she said, some, I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but this one, Brit, uh, Brit Frank, I think her name is. She said something along the lines of, and this sounds so counterintuitive, but it was powerful as a thought technology to me, which is everything your body and your mind are doing makes total sense. If your mind is racing, it makes sense that your mind is racing because that is your body and your mind's response to a feeling of threat, to a feeling of danger. The, now, I'm not entirely stupid, so let me complete that thought with everything your body and your mind are doing make total sense. And the way that I would phrase it, this is not Brit Frank PhD, but me, everything your body and your mind are doing makes sense. It's just that it's, it makes sense about the wrong thing. So like right. the, the disconnect is, it's not really, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, well, you know, God, I just, I just take, keep taking these huge dumps, making an absolute paint job in the bathroom. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's because you ate all them white castles. Like don't eat the white castles if you don't want to make an absolute paint job. Mm -hmm. And in this, like that it's, it's, you know, quid pro quo Clarice, like this is, this is what happens. Now, here's where this differs, I think, from my understanding of mindfulness. And I'm not saying this is Michael Seeley. I'm not saying this is anybody. But I think it's powerful to say I'm finding myself breathing a little bit less. I'm noticing it. But I'm also making a very gentle effort to breathe a little bit more slowly. And I'm not forcing mm -hmm. anything to happen. Dan, that is the only thing that I have found. In the same way that meditation started making more sense to me when I realized when somebody said, focus on the feeling, of, focus on a feeling, a common one or a popular one is the feeling of breath coming in and out of your nostril, like that little slight breeze around the rim, a very specific part of your nostril where you can feel breath going in and out. That's a handle for that suitcase. If you want to try and notice your breathing, focus on that. Some people, they say, you notice your, your belly or your chest moving. 
but I have been able to, on the reg, and this is not meditation, on the reg, I have been able to, within a couple few minutes, get my breath down to six breaths a minute. Wow. And guess what happens? Your heart rate slows down a little bit. My heart rate slows down. And strangely enough, suddenly I feel a little bit less racy. Is that leading? Is that trailing? I don't care. It, it works. I mean, you know, it's like, Lisa, I would like to buy your rock. Like, I, I don't know why it works, but it does, you know? Um, and I think this guy's, oh, I'll put a link in it uh, and notes about this. I don't, I'm not here to like promote this or to like, if there's something in here you think is weird toward the end, it gets a little bit woo woo in a way I find incredibly satisfying. Uh-huh. Self-hypnosis people, I've been a self-hypnosis person since middle school. I when I bought my first book on self-hypnosis. And it isn't what it's, it's not like Svengali sitting there swinging a watch in front of your face and drooling. It's more a way of, of, it's almost like a 101 or remedial version of meditation of just trying to reconnect with what's happening to you physically to develop some agency for saying that, you know, my brain does all kinds of stuff to try and protect me. And one of the things it does to try and protect me is turn me into a total weirdo with anxiety. And let's work together on that. Let's work together on that gently. But by, you, by the time you get to the, the end of this, and, and the real heads know, self-hypnosis, like it's, I mean, hypnosis is not making somebody like cluck like a chicken mm-hmm. or something. I guess, you know, like it could be. Could be. But it's really more a way of taking some agency with causing relaxation that enables a much more vulnerable, fecund kind of feeling of like... Uh, now I'm out of that state that I feel like I'm in a lot of the time and I'm more open to the idea that I don't have to feel like this all the time. And even if I wake up tomorrow morning and the quarter, uh, what are they called? The cortisols kick yeah. in yep. those morning things like mm-hmm. you have your coffee and your cortisols kick in and you get like a little bit stressed out in the morning mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's different, but, um, I find that really useful and I've been doing it on the reg for a pretty long time. Sometimes I listen to the shipping forecast. Sometimes I listen to um, I listen to uh, someone reading uh, the, the the poems of Dante in Italian because I don't want to hear words that I understand. I just want the musicality <laughs> uh-huh. of it. That's yeah. that's in my overcast. Um, so I'll I'll put a link to that. But um, I don't know. It's everybody's different. But I guess what I'm the part where it sounds like I'm, I'm browbeating. And I don't mean to. Is that like I just having a an app that plays a bell sound. If that helps you, that's good. But understand that if then when you become, if if and probably when you become one of those people, it's like those people who go like, I can't take a nap, I can't sleep during the day, it may, and you're like, okay, that's fine, whatever. It's like, no, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. Oh, really? You know, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. Right? You just keep rehearsing this idea that you can't do that. Well, guess what? Here, here's my suggestion. If you would like to take a nap, and maybe you don't, if you would like to take a nap, you know what you got to do? You got to practice. Mm. And we know what practicing is? First time you pick up a guitar, you think you're going to play Eruption? No, you're going to suck <laughs> right. for a really long time. And so when you get out of practice, you're going to get stiff and you're going to lose your calluses and you're going to f- probably forget how to play Eruption. But the practice part is like, I'm going to keep doing this because it's a thing that I do. And I don't need to be successful the first time, let alone every time that I do that. But like, if you'd like to get good at napping, try, try doing it more and tell yourself, find yourself learning that it's okay to take a nap. 
there's so much resistance to things like that. And ditto with meditation, with self-hypnosis. But if and when you become that person who goes, same kind of person who goes, I can't nap, goes, I can't meditate. It's like, well, if, if you think meditation is having a bell play on your phone every few minutes, maybe there's something to, to explore with that. Maybe you need a different way into this, or maybe you need something different from meditation. I would not go to a five-day silent retreat and expect total relaxation because you can't even use your phone, you know? I'll, I'll find it for notes. Dan, where would people... I don't, I don't really... I don't have a lot to add today, but um, where would people find show notes for... I can do this. I even wrote it down. We're both, uh, uh, episode six one nine of your of your back to work. Oh yeah, six one nine. They're going to go to back to work limo slash six one nine. Yep. Why that's that was faster? That, I should have should have said that slower. Um, I think stuff like that is useful. I think, and this is, I'm far from the first person to ever say this. It's nice to have a toolbox in life. You know. The, again, the anti-pattern here of like, you know, every, when you have a pro- hammer, when your only tool is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. A toolbox means that like, to me, you've developed a series of, I can't think of a better metaphor, mm-hmm. of strategies that sit in that little box unless and until you need it. And it's a good carpenter that learns which kind of problems to solve. I mean, you could hit a, hit a nail into the wall with a, with a hand drill, but, you know, they have better things for that. And developing a toolbox is useful second but first is developing the mindfulness the Mm self-awareness to like notice what's happening right and i i I, noticing i mean noticing and observing and being being non-reactive yeah because how often if you're sitting there and you're like oh my heart's racing fast that shouldn't why is it racing why is it beating so fast it shouldn't be doing that now you gotta find out why and you gotta solve that problem right it's a whole new problem and the other thing is you're now thinking it shouldn't be the way that it is and that's what we tend to do as regular human beings is we tend to put things into three different categories our experiences our thoughts our feelings and we're going to put them in three categories which is good bad sometimes neutral and so mm-hmm. for example if you're if you feel thirsty that's bad if you feel full that's good the homeostasis i've got oh my god right I, i've got to do this i'm tired I, I need to rest or i'm sleepy i need to wake up like everything is this problem to be solved and like it makes you crazy and it's the wrong kind of labeling because it's a labeling that comes with a judgment it comes with it well this is a good way oh, to feel so this good. is a bad yes. way to feel but if you take the judgment out of it and just have the observation you're now free to be in a state of non-reactivity where instead of saying my heart's racing it shouldn't be i should do some i'm i'm such an idiot my arse is all, my heart is always raining racing oh, what's the I problem with coffee at four right i'm such an idiot and now i'm i found and again if you're the, the got the kind of mind that's always like mine that's always scanning the horizon for what's wrong mm-hmm. some of that what's wrong is like what i did wrong and now you got a second arrow type situation because now you know you're 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 just you're you're mad at yourself and I'm adding this. This is called sleep hypnosis for calming an overactive mind. And I'm, I'm not here to like endorse this or defend this, but if you, you might want to give it a try, I really like, I like what this guy, I like what this guy does uh, with it. And what was the other thing? Oh yeah. Daniel like this. Hmm. I'm going to put this in notes. more people should read my wisdom project. It'll never be done, but it's good. Um, mind, mind. Oh, the word mind appears in, in here a lot. I have a note here that I'm going to find, mindfulness. Uh, I said, if I were to pitch somebody on my favorite bit that I've picked up from mindfulness, 
I'd suggest starting to frequently notice how you feel about how you feel. Now, there's so much in that, I mm-hmm. feel like, because I'm such a good writer. But, like, I'm not, that doesn't mean it's a problem to be solved. Uh, it, it doesn't, but, but the, the noticing, sometimes I feel like America in particular has a problem with uh, knowing about something even, like, seems like an endorsement of it. You know, trying to understand why somebody, how somebody got to the way they are right. feels like you agree with how they are. Right. And like we, we fight about this all the time more constantly. I feel like just beating each other up about like so many things. But, you know, if you don't learn to notice how you feel about how you feel, is it any surprise? And this is very much a second era thing to me. So if, if I were to pitch somebody, my favorite bit I picked up from mindfulness, I'd suggest starting to frequently notice how you feel about how you feel. Next item, related. <laughs> if you don't think you sometimes have big feelings about how you feel, please permit me, permit me to gently recommend your looking into mindfulness. You know, another one, you know, harm reduction. A lot of Americans hate the idea of harm reduction because it seems like, oh, you know, I'm really, I, I wish people wouldn't do needle drugs. I hate needle drugs. So we shouldn't have places where people can, because if they inject needle drugs safely, then like, then it seems like I'm endorsing heroin or whatever. <laughs> it's like, that's not what harm reduction, that, that's, har- you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. just these things where it's like, ideas don't always have to hurt, you know? And that, that's the whole basis, at least my understanding, the basis behind what Roderick and I call a thought technology. It's something that you can try on. Um, and finally, last thing on this, I don't know if this will be helpful to anybody. I hope it's helpful to one person. If you start feeling that bad feeling, that that big bad feeling, and you don't like how you feel about how you feel, try sometimes when you do that noticing, taking gentle note of how Mm -hmm. you feel, or gentle note of how you feel about how you feel, consider doing your own personal version of, oh, here comes that feeling again. Because right, because it's now familiar. You've identified it. I'm not and a you're computer programmer, get, Dan, but the feeling does not equal equal you. No, and you're going to get better at identifying those feelings and feeling those feelings until they become Were you great at it the first time you tried it? Were you not. great at it? Of course not. No. Now you're great at it. I'm okay. Now you're regular, a regular Franz head. I'm all right. Yeah, you're all right. I'm all right. <sighs> Put that in the show notes. Um... <laughs> From the sublime to the ridiculous, as they say. Um, You know what I had? I had a handful of things related to these um, OS betas that I wanted to try and kind of wrap up into this omnibus package of little, just little, little things. Um, Where are we? What time is it? Oh, we got a couple minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, do your thing. People should read my stuff. Nobody sees anything anymore. Um, It's true that engagement's down. Oh, yeah, well. I mean, you know, once you're married, you know, don't, 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 don't get engaged again. Yeah. You know, um, there's a phrase, I don't know if it was me or Madeline that came up with it, probably me, but the phrase we came up with at our house a long time ago that I, I love, we, uh, the tiny life improvement project, right? And it's, it's just this idea uh, thought technology, but an idea that like, you know, we, 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 uh, one finds oneself saying like, oh, I got to do these big things. I got to move to Hawaii. I got to do all these things. And it's like, but there's so many things around you that are just like little thousand cuts kind of crap that drives mm-hmm. you crazy. Yeah. 
And then the Tiny Life Improvement Project is like, here's this thing that has stayed in a state, again, now I didn't even realize how much it bugged me that this thing was this way. I think a really good example is grabbing some WD-40 or similar. Right. And like you go, oh, I need to unfreeze this bolt. You're like, oh, well, while I'm at it, I'm also going to spritz a little, this sounds so dumb. I'm going to spritz a little bit of this WD-40 or similar right. into the little uh, the, the little door thing, the little, uh, the catch. Yeah. Or I'm going to spray a little of this into our deadbolt. Like that right there, it sounds so stupid. You're going to be just a little bit happier every time you close that door or lock that door. Relocating an item that you've never put away from a previous thing, reclaiming an area for a certain use. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's really just like stupid stuff, like finding a better place to put the toilet paper. There's a it's a life improvement project that is accomplished through tiny little life improvements. Mm -hmm. And can I say like why am I mentioning that? Because there's so much opportunity for that in our day to day with how we use our devices. Right. We're like, certainly we, we know the feeling of annoyance when like, God, for me, oh, Siri sometimes just drives me nuts. And like, I'll be in the shower and, I, and I'll yell out, hey, dingus, play Turn It On Again by Genesis, because that's one of my shower songs. And then I usually have a, you know, play my misunderstanding after that. Now, is that, is that, um, it's on Duke. I was going to say, is that Phil Collins or is that? No, it's on Duke, which is a, as their pop prog albums go. Some people will pick Abacab. I think Duke is my pick. But um, you know the song? It's in that crazy time signature. I don't know Do, that one. Turn it on, turn it on again. You know I'm sure song? I'd recognize it if I heard it. Oh, dear. Okay. I'll find that for notes, too. Look at me making notes. Genesis. Turn it on. And then, you know, and there must be some misunderstanding. I'm yelling out, and it doesn't hear me. It plays the wrong thing. It plays it too loud. It drives me nuts. And, like... Now, of course, that makes me a little more, little resistant to using that thing because it's not, well, how do, how do I fix that? I can't fix it all, but I can definitely lubricate my door, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think Apple, I want to just call out, and these will not be in the official production. What do you call it? Like the official, like, you know, non-beta release for a while. There's some really nice little improvements that I've talked about a little here. And I just wanted to, I wanted to see there's some tiny life improvements in, in these OSs that, uh, that I, I think are really cool. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that all right? Yeah. 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 One I just saw last week, this sounds so low stakes, but I guess was it 16? iOS 16 was the one where like you can now have, so haptics are uh, vibration based on what I do and taptics or like my watch, right? That's mm -hmm. the difference, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, like I still super miss whatever that thing is where you could like press on the the, the built-in uh, the power touch or whatever it's called, touch. Remember the thing where like for up until recently on iPhones, you could do a long press on the space bar and it turned it into a mouse and it you was could, just- it was, Yeah, you could slide it around it's and- It's still yeah. kind of there, but it's it's still not the same. It's still- I'm still like always scrolling around trying to do stuff. Um, but a new one, there's, it's an accessibility, you know, because in, in the accessibility area of your phone, you can do stuff like if you've got, you know, sight issues, hearing issues, um, you know, a touch or, you know, movement issues. And so you can do stuff like say, I want my double click on my uh, crown on the watch to be slower or faster. 
because that helps me, you know, with what my body's able to do conveniently for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Have you seen this new one where you can now go in in the beta and you can have a faster haptic? So like Faster? So like it takes less time to yes, do or it? Long, or longer. But like the, the standard haptic's not too bad. But let, what's an example? Something I do constantly is like I'm not a big fan of the like, oh, do a long press on something and then read a preview of it. No, whatever. That's fine. I mean, if it helps you, that's good. But like, but I do often need to. <laughs> well, it was here that I talked about how much stuff in my life takes three clicks and it drives me crazy. <laughs> I'll be on something and I want to like add it to Instapaper. And when I add it to Instapaper, I'm not even like reading in Instapaper anymore. I'm reading usually in Readwise Reader, which is amazing. I saw somebody on the plane using Readwise Reader and I tapped him. I tapped him. I said, hey, good app, huh? He's like, what? I was like, pretty good app, huh? I said, have you, have you entered your API key for ChatGPT and it does automatic ghost reader? So I'm recently, I was like, no, I didn't know I could do that. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just back here in 31F, minding my own business. Right. Um, but you, like if I want to add something to Instapaper, which then gets fed into Reader, which is my, my go-to app, uh, I'll do a long press and there'll be a little haptic, right? To say like, okay, got that. You can have that now happen faster. It just feels more responsive. It feels like your device is faster. So if you want to be able to get to long press, select, share, Insta, <laughs> you know, Instapaper, of course, three clicks, um, it, you can do that a lot faster. That's such a, I guess that's another one of these things that we're calling an accessibility thing, which mm-hmm. is terrific. I mean, I benefit from so many accessibility things that were not designed to help me in my current state. Mm-hmm. And yet, of course, as I get older, I want and need more of them. There's so much great stuff in accessibility. In a second, I'm going to talk about stuff in audio. That's right. a big deal. Okay. But that's a good one. Faster haptic. You know what I'm just saying? Uh, it's not a problem. I like it. I say yes. You running betas on anything right now? You know, I was so close to doing it. And then everyone's like, don't do it at the battery drain. And so I haven't, I don't have anything to run it on right now. Battery drains. Even like in the absence of all the other kinds of things that can go wrong or regress in a beta, the battery thing's always a thing because I don't think they're it's optimizing. Normal. It's not optimized. They're not no, optimizing until they're done. No, yeah, not right. At all. Um, but if you if you don't need to travel and your life doesn't matter like mine, like it's it's fine. I'm fine to dick around with it. But um, that was a good one. Did we talk? We didn't talk a lot. Have we talked much about adaptive sound here? No, not at all. Um, I mentioned this here because um, I got to. You know, uh, one of my favorite in-laws, um, my wife's elder brother, like me, he's had a pretty good amount of hearing loss. And, and, you know, he's got tinnitus, like pretty bad. And I was just saying, because I'm that guy at the wedding, right? I, <laughs> it's worse than Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. I'm so insufferable. <laughs> the albatross around my neck is iOS betas. But I said, you know, John my third favorite member of the family. I said, you know, John, you know, uh, the thing is, there's a neat, that's like, do you use AirPods right now? And he's like, oh, I've heard of them. And he's a salesman, so he always agrees with everything. But um, I was like, you might want to check this out. So what do we know about AirPods Pro? For a minute, let's restrict this to AirPods Pro, which those little weird, my friend Max Temkin has called these, he calls them chappies. Those little white things you stick in your ear, they look dorky, but they're amazing. And they keep getting better. Worth every nickel, in my opinion. If you can tolerate having things in your ears, and I know a lot of folks can't, um, AirPods Pro are great. Now, what do we know? Up till now, there's been this great thing with these different modes, right? You've got your regular old mode, but it's got noise cancellation, right? 
active noise cancellation. So unlike just making brown noise sounds in your ears, it's actively listening to the environment around you and like almost instantly tweaking what's happening in your AirPods to minimize the amount of noise outside. Something that like the Sonys have had for a long time, right? The, those are those WXHMs or whatever. They've mm-hmm. been great forever at that. But so we know about noise cancellation in AirPods Pro, right? Really, really great. Um, the other, another mode is transparency mode. Now, most of you know this. That's fine. But some of you don't know this. This is really, really cool. This works across the line. Now, what I'm describing right here, that works as far as I know across the line of AirPods uh, and probably Beats as well. Mm-hmm. So transparency mode, which you can invoke usually, I, my, it depends what you choose. Mine is a long press. Transparency mode, if you've never done it, is magic. Like, do you use AirPods? Uh, all, all the time, constantly. Do you know what I'm talking about with transparency mode? Yeah, transparency mode is fantastic. Transparency mode is where you still hear everything around you, but it is sort of re-amplified by the headphones. And I think you it's mentioned like heavily once... heavily filtered, attenuated. Yeah, I think yeah. you mentioned this once, but there, you and, and maybe some other people out there have realized that this is a really great way, especially in like noisy environments and things like that, to almost <laughs> almost be like a poor man's <laughs> you, hearing you, you aid. Got, no, 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 you absolutely nailed it. I mean, Gruber said something really smart about this when it first happened. It's It, it feels like a version of AR. Mm-hmm. It's just, we think of AR as some augmented reality. Right. But like when you, what's so weird to me to this day about whether I'm using my AirPods Pro, which are little white chappies, or my AirPods Max, which, which are those ridiculous oversized, you know, full headphones, um, is sometimes I'm not sure to, again, my hearing is not a good bar for this, but sometimes I'm not sure if it's working, which is a really good sign. Why? Because I can't tell if I'm hearing it in the room. Mm-hmm through like not bleed but the opposite of bleed is i guess am i just saying or is it because it is working properly now what you described there i've i've done that i think i might have told you this anecdote when madeline and i went out to eat for the first time after the pandemic i was like i'm sorry i'm gonna have to put these in we're in a restaurant i can't hear anything you're saying and it helps so much and in six ios 16 there were also things that were will not make it precisely like a hearing aid, although there are affordances for having it work better with a hearing aid. There's all kinds of little things hidden in accessibility, uh, in the accessibility settings area, mm-hmm. that really give you a lot of the value of a hearing aid without having like a medical hearing aid, uh, including that transparency thing. You can also do this. There's a thing where you can like have your it's almost like a little spy thing where your phone acts as the microphone. Mm-hmm. And you can like hear better that way. Yeah. All that stuff that's been around now for a year or more, some of these features, like fantastic. Now, a new thing that I love, and I mentioned my, my, my brother-in-law because uh, one time I went back to the room, came back for dinner, and I was like, look, I know this is not very hygienic, but I would love it if you would put on my AirPods Pro, and I want to give you a demo of this with this beta. And I was like, okay, put these in. And I was like, you know, it's important to get the right, you know, get the seal and everything. And it's like, so everything sounds pretty normal, right? It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to, I'm going to play you this Pixie song with noise cancellation. And you notice, right? Like suddenly it like, almost like a sucking sound and knocks out so much of the noise around you yeah. as best it can. It's not going to be perfect on a plane, for example, but you hear the noise cancellation is active and it works so very well. And then I showed him transparency mode. And he's like, whoa. I was like, yeah, right? Like it knocks out all of these ranges you don't need help with. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and in just half a second, I want to talk about this adaptive thing. Another thing to mention, there are, I think this might require still require a third-party app, but if you've never done it, go explore what you can do to get a personalized profile based on your actual hearing mm-hmm. for how your AirPods sound. Have, did you ever do this? No, I have not. Yeah. So um, sound recognition. God, there's so much great stuff in here. But you can do a thing. So, like, let's go look at my AirPods Pro, uh, or as I call them here, my little headphones. Um, so you can base under audio accessibility, you've got headphone accommodations, right? So you can go in and you can do stuff like tune, like just without having to do anything special. You can go in and say, I want this tuned for a balanced tone, right? So like, you know, highs, lows, whatever. I want it to focus on vocal range. Well, that's really good. You don't have to do anything special for that or all the way to brightness. In my brain, like, you know, that's almost like white noise versus pink noise versus, right. versus brown, brown noise. noise. Yeah. And then you can identify like how strong you want that to be. But then there's an area in here called custom audio setup where you can go in and like, you can like, I forget what the name of the app is, but if you're interested, you can go find this. Um, you, you take basically like a hearing test in a quiet room and it develops a profile like if you've ever been to like the the hearing like get a hearing test you do that thing like do you hear this tone do you hear this tone and what it will do is identify where you could use some help mm-hmm. and it will refine for you like how your airpods sound which can be pretty amazing like it 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 sounds really really good uh lots more other stuff in here but here's the one i want to talk about which is i'm going to go to I'm almost done. Then you can. <laughs> it's fine. I'm enjoying this. No, you're not. That's fine. I am. Um, you go in, and I don't have them on right now. So now you've got when you put your AirPod, AirPods Pro in. Unfortunately, super frustrating to me. This there is no plan for this to come to the AirPods Max at this point, which is frustrating to me, and I'm not sure why that would be. But AirPods Max, right? You got your modes. You got don't do anything. Just play dumb audio. You can do. A mode shift to uh, noise cancellation, mm-hmm. another noise shift to um, uh, transparency, mm-hmm. and there's a new one called adaptive sound. And this, I wonder if it will let me do this while I don't have them on. You get this new setting, and you'll hear a new sound you haven't heard before, which is this pretty like bloop, 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 bloop. And that's because I, oh man, I wish I could get this to work. Let me just pull this up. Give me half a second. IOS 17 adaptive sound because there's so many little cool things in this. All right, so you flip on adaptive sound, it goes bloop, and now here's what it's going to do. This is so uncanny, Dan. It's going to do a combination of noise, con- like noise reduction, mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of transparency, but it adapts it to the noise around it. Now, you might remember during the, if you watched WWDC, if you're broken inside like me and you watch these things, <laughs> when the dudes like, show some, some, you know, some video of this guy like walking around the campus at Apple and then like it was kind of a funny thing where like six guys with leaf blowers walk by. This new adaptive thing, it's going to detect when there are particularly loud noises that are kind of, I guess, probably drony kind of noises like that and it will minimize those sounds <coughs> on the fly. Which I guess it kind of already does in a more gross, broad way with noise reduction, but it it, it continues to sound real good while you're listening to it, but it like adapts it as you go, 
And then there's a switch. So, I, I mean, I don't know how to describe how this works, except that's amazing. There's a new one, though, where you can tick a radio button, and it'll notice whether or not you are speaking, right? It's, it's constantly adapting. Like, sometimes, like, the loud fans in my office will cause it to be, like, a, a sound a little wonky for a second, like, mm -hmm. between songs, because mm -hmm. it's, like, evaluating all this stuff in, like, microseconds, like, small, small amounts of time. But check this out. So, like, I, and this does not get you around... The completely understandable, you know, you look like a psycho talking to people with those things on. They don't know what you can hear. They don't know if you've got transparency. Right, exactly. But this one, as soon as it detects that you're talking, it ducks the audio. Hmm. It keeps playing the audio, but it ducks it just a little bit. And if you continue talking, it pauses it while you're talking. So you hear everything fine. It's doing all of this on the fly. So now you're hearing like transparency mode style clarity mm -hmm. without the music and it knows when it's done and like when to go back to, to how it was. I think all of this stuff is so amazing. On the one hand, I mean, let's get it out of the way. Right. For people who like quote unquote need this, including me, like it's, it's such a nice thing to add, but everybody could benefit from these things. Tiny life improvement stuff all of that. And um, I think that's going to be a pretty amazing addition for people. Um, and I love it. I don't know why it's <laughs> not on AirPods Max. I don't know. I got one more. That's just, it's so goddamn small, but it drives me crazy. Yeah, let's hear it. I mean, so like, well, I, I mean, side note, the, uh, like I'm, I, I still use one password I still use one password, but I also, I, I have historically for how many years used it like, you know, almost solely that. Now, there's, there's a little box you can tick in your settings to say, like, do, which, which keychain or key password managers, which keychain-related things do you want? Like, when you, when you right. click... Right, when you to, tap a little thing, it says passwords or shows the key, which app is going to launch. Yes, and for example, like, if you don't want, um, I don't know, another one, FastPass? I don't know. Like, well, whatever another one is, like, you, you can turn off the ones you want. And just, for, just for, for fun, sometimes I'll turn off one password just to see if I could get along with a combination of the keychain per se, 2FA, pass keys, which are getting better and better, all that stuff. But that's all great stuff. But here's what drives me crazy. I can, I can tell there's some kinds, there's some things where you're in an app, right? Mm. And you need to log in. And these are especially in what I think in the industry are called shitty apps. Usually it's some kind of janky web view. And it's almost like, you know, like when you see, you see a bootstrap site and you kind of know it's a bootstrap site, not that it's bad, but you go, oh, that, that, somebody started with bootstrap to do that site, right? There'll be this certain kind. This is my Segway app has this. There's so many apps where it's this janky web web view is what I would call it. And I don't know if this is a beta thing or a whatever thing, but like it just it won't work with a password manager. It's like your bank and all the security that you go through with your bank's terrible idea about like what security is. You can't paste in a password. You can't use a password manager, which of course just encourages people to have the worst passwords in the world and to reuse them. But have you seen this new menu? So you know that menu, you've heard about this probably, you know, there's a menu. So you, like, you click on something and you get that little pop-up tab thing of like, do you want to copy this? Do you want to look up? Do you want to like, you know, whatever that little, you know what I'm saying? What would yeah. you call that? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. When you do Is a long press in, in a field or somewhere, like you select some text and, and it'll pop press. up the little. Yeah. That's where you do your context menu. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Con sure. That's perfect. Thank you. Um, there's a new one there called insert and there's at least a couple kind of things that you can insert right now. One of them is contact information. 
Like, I don't, I tend to shut off the thing in Safari for con for like contact information, a lot of that stuff, that form stuff, because I end up stepping on my own dick sometimes with that stuff. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I don't want this to automatically enter this stuff. I don't want this pre-populated with all this stuff. Like, there's sometimes it just drives me crazy. But you can insert contact information into a field now, not by doing. You don't have to hit a share arrow. You don't have to do anything. You just do that. But you know what else you can insert? Passwords. Such a little subtle difference but if, if some if some website or some field some text not text area but text you know field is giving you troubles you just click on the insert and then you can put in what you want i think that is a very exciting new development admittedly a very young and beta thing at this point but i'm driven a little bit crazy by how 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 stuck apple is with this idea of share where share now means do something with this it, it used to mean like send this somewhere, and that is still what we use share for, the little share as they say. But sometimes like I, so much of the stuff under that menu is about doing way more than sharing. I mean, is sending something, is sending a little card with a hero image to a note, is that sharing? I mean, I guess kind of, but it could also be like send this to my recipe app or do whatever. I'm so excited to see the idea of something insert that there's now like another way to do stuff that isn't just, oh, well, it's like the, the the share arrow. You know what it is, Dan? It's the new hamburger menu. It's the new three dots. Like when you go to a site and like there's the thing you want to do on this page. And if you want to do anything else, you got to go to the hamburger. Mm. It's one of the reasons I like, I so prefer doing stuff on a Mac yeah. than iOS. Yeah. Because like I don't want the interface to be hidden under a burger. Right. And I don't think anybody likes that. It's just what are you supposed to do on a screen that's and, only that's, a few and, inches and wide? And then like as I as I ranted about on uh, I've ranted about this for a year now mm. and really went off on the last rectifs is like Safari, man. The Safari menu, we've lost the ability to have a key command or a, a any way of so like you click the Shero on Safari on a Mac you then can pull down and select the thing that you want to do. So right mm -hmm. now I'm on a 9to5 Mac article about adaptive audio, which uh, I was looking at a minute ago. And I can send this to you. I can send it to my wife. Um, I can add this as a new quick note, airdrop, you know, all the things. You've, you guys know what Share does. Yeah. But um, you can't make a key command for any of those anymore because they live in this mystery meat non-standard menu that's right. not addressable through the ways that a Mac has always like back in the days of quick keys I could have done this probably can't do that anymore but everything gets shoveled under the share arrow but, but like isn't that kind of your impression of a hamburger menu on a website yeah for it's, sure it is it's like that's where you just put everything that's not the thing but you got to go there to do stuff but like what if that stuff is like ultimately like what I'm really here to do see also earlier faster haptic I want to minimize the number of steps to get a thing someplace else or to do something with it and then get back to whatever it is I'm doing. But the, I mean, it goes for uh, the share menu. Like if I want to run something through my title case app or like want to run this through a service, like I can't have a key command for any of that. And it drives me nuts. So I think the less that we, if, if there are new affordances and more, um, more scalable and uh, responsive ways to do things with things, that's a tiny life improvement. Insert menu, Dan. Insert menu, do Insert, it. It's a big deal. It's the little things like that more. that you do 10, 20 times a day that make it, you know, make are really going to determine your it, experience. It's, it's, it sounds like you're, you're belly aching, and I, I am a lot of the time. But, you know, this I could do an entire show just about the home app on every platform. 
It's such garbage. It's, it's so frustrating to me that one of the things where I would like the most flexibility with doing stuff to stuff is actually in home, which is your iOS and Mac OS affordance to get into HomeKit things. But Dan, you know, the escape key doesn't work in home. Like I'm not even like a VI guy, but like I am an escape guy. What do you right? mean? It doesn't. So are you on, you're on a Mac, right? Yeah, right now. Okay. So open up your home app. All right. This will be pretty quick and click on anything like right click. Okay. <sighs> because this is an electron app, right? It's, oh yeah. Right. So, but like, like right click on a favorite, a scene, anything and okay. go to the details or whatever. Yeah. Act like you just did something. <laughs> Like there's so many things like in some cases the escape key works in others. It doesn't That's weird. If you're in a menu that has a done, right? So like, let's say you've gone in and done and you've done the thing that you need to do. You're two levels deep in that thing. You have to click done with the mouse. You can't hit escape. Why would you want to hit escape? Escape from what? Escape from New York? Escape from the planet of the apes? Escape will get you out of almost anything. Escape is cancel when you're in a form. Mm. Escape is go up a level. Yeah. You know, and all those different things. Yeah. That drives me bananas. There's there's so little stuff you can do with the stuff. <laughs> and like when, when I see a new affordance, as Don Norman would say, sure. when I see a new way to do a thing with a thing, yeah. that excites me. Yeah. Everybody, I understand why people are excited about the ski goggles. I'm just saying, the more you can make this stuff great, tiny life improvements, the more you can oil my lock. That was a Blind Lemon Jefferson song, I think. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. oil, oil my lock? Might have been Dust My Broom. I don't remember. But but there's definitely an old blues song about escaping out of home. That's really what most Bruce Springsteen songs are about, too. I don't care. I don't care. You don't care. Stay who, cool, Dan. Who cares? Let's button, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. I love you too, Merlin, man.